be in new service tonight. Amen. Yeah. We're going to take you back for a long ways. We're going to sing some good old songs on the book. My, my thanks to him. I love to tell how Jesus saved my soul when I was lost and facing dark despair. But mortal tongue could never tell the whole or thank him Oh! 
When with the Savior we enter the glory land, won't it be wonderful that ended the trouble? Till we go to the city 
where the lamb is alive. In the city where the lamb is alive. In the city where there cometh no night. I've a mansion over there, and it's free from toil and care. I am going where the lamb is alive. There is heavenly forever and the day. Shall be one eternal day without a night, and our tears shall be forever wiped away. In that city where the Lamb is alive, in that city where the Lamb is alive, in that city where there cometh no night, I've mentioned over there. Our fondest hope that meet with better blood. Though by night wait the morning Christ is In that city where the Lamb is alive. In that city where the Lamb is alive. In that city where there cometh no night. I've mention over there and it's free. Some that fail at twilight bring its gloom. Not a shadow can my blessed soul fry. For I know that up in heaven there is room. In that city where the Lamb is alive. In that city where the Lamb is alive. In that city where the Just a quick announcement. Tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, we will be having prayer. And then at 1030, we will be having youth outreach. So we'd like to see all of you there, your bright and smiling faces. But if we could have two ushers, first come, first serve, or I don't know. Really been good to me. Look. 
Looking back, I realize where I could be. God has really been good to me. God has really been good to me. God has really been good to me. Looking back, I realize where I could be. God has really been good to me. God has really been good to me. God has really been good to me. Looking back, I realize where I should be. God has really been good to me. God has really been good to me. God has really been good to me. Looking back, I realize where I could be. God has really been good to me. Let's clap our hands tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Um, I'm going to be giving out my testimony about how this service from passing the torch impacted my life. I just want to thank God for allowing me to make it to passing the torch and to hear God's word. My favorite service that impacted my life was not being bored with the things of God. God has done countless and countless of wonderful things in my life. This service has impacted me so much that being bored with the things of God can lead to a disaster. The service also impacted me to see the wonderful things of God has done for me. And I thank God for saving my soul. Amen. And who wants to go next to share their testimony about passing the torch? Israel? Isaiah? Um, Brother Nathaniel or Sean, that Jesus can use you even through your mistakes. Who's next? Um, probably the service that impacted me the most was Friday night, and I wasn't even the big kid service. I was helping with the little kid service, and we had a lot of fun, and we did a story, and just from a simple story, there was, there was little seven, eight, nine-year-olds just weeping and crying and getting the Holy Ghost, getting renewed in the Holy Ghost right there after a fun story. So that really impacted me. Then after that, we were done. The big kid service was still going on, and I was in khakis and boots. I'm like, man, I'm not just standing here at the back. I'm going to go up there and get, get my blessing too. And um, God, God slayed me in the Holy Ghost. That was, that was awesome. So I got, I got the best of both services. So. 
Carlos. Um, all the services were really, really impactful. Um, I'd probably say the one that affected me the most was probably Thursday night. Brother Rick Mayo preached about boredom in paradise, and I I really learned that you need a. It's it's good to think about the future, but to be content in the small things in everyday life. Um, and just keep walking, but. Brother Brandon Wilmoth, I that was a really impactful message too. But highly encourage everybody to go next year. Um, the service that impacted me the most was Thursday morning. Brother Rick Mayo's message, uh, "Board in Paradise." God touched me very much. Two, ser- two services impacted me the most. Um, when Brother Mayo, he preached um, about being born in paradise, and then Brother Wilmoth preaching about the walk that never runs out. And I liked how he had Brother Westberg stand up, and they s- said that they've had the Holy Ghost for over 70 years. I'm thankful that I got to go, and the message that I remember impacted me was um, bored in paradise, and something I took out of that was that um, you should, uh, it was based on Adam and Eve and the fruit, and that you should, well, I took something out, and that was that you should, like, be more active in church, too, because if you're not, then you can get bored, and it becomes easier to, like, fall away and yeah um the service that stood out to me the most was um brother Wilmoth's um service um he preached about the walk that will never wear out All of it was my favorite. <laughs> it impacted me so, 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 so much. Um, Brother Wilma's message was really good. It was very, very relatable, and it really impacted me a lot. One of the messages that I like was Brother Hershon's services. One message in particular impacted me. It was talking about how some people may say that they never seen a miracle before. But then he says, what about the part that God took you out of the world? And if God didn't took out my parents out of the world, I don't think I would have been here in this church and not be saved at all. The message that I liked the most was Brother Mayo when he was talking about the thing that stood out to me was whenever he said that apostolics should not be bored in church, that we should always be full of the Holy Ghost and not be dull in our spirit, and that 
we should always have that motivation to keep walking with God. Well, there are just so many good things that happen that passing the torch, it's hard to just pick one. I mean, like Brother Ethan mentioned, getting to watch all those kids be touched by God and just seeing God touch them was wonderful. Um, I went to PTT, I'll be honest, I went to PTT with questions and God brought answers every service. It was like, just like hitting me with a sledgehammer over and over again, but a little less painful. <laughs> I would have to say the two services that most impacted me were Brother Rick Mayo's talking about boredom in paradise and Brother Wilmoth's talking about the walk that never wears out. Um, I, I felt victory in both of those services and God just touched me so mightily. Brother Wilson really was good. Brother Wilmoth was really good, and the kids' church really impacted me. Um, to be honest, I can't really remember much, but I guess the one service that would really really impacted me was the one about walking with God. He'll carry you through almost everything. Um, this was only my third year going to Passing Torch, and um, it was so impactful. We had a blast. Um, but not only that, we got an amazing touch in the Holy Ghost. And Friday night was the most impactful service in my life. And um, I don't know, it seems like on camera conferences, the last night is just my night because I don't know. But um, I'm just thankful for God's touch and for deliverance in my life. Um, before I went, I'll be honest, I was struggling with some things. But that last service, God just absolutely touched me. And um, it was just awesome. And I'm so thankful. Next up, we're going to be having Sister Luann Carriker with the Bible game. Let's give her a round of applause. And when she put her card in, we just passed like this. I went, oh, hi. I wanted to talk to you. I wanted to invite you to church. We're having such good church. And she looked at me and she said, well, thank you. And she was I was more excited, I think, than she was. I don't know how she felt. But anyway, um, God answers our prayer. Have you ever done a specific prayer? If you haven't, I challenge you to try it. Ask God something and see him answer. It makes you feel so good. How many of you have ever had that happen? Specific prayer. Yes. It builds your faith. Okay. If we're going to have a sword drill. Does everybody have a sword? Okay, everybody has a sword. Thank you so much, very much. I didn't mean to uh, 
is written here that uh, uh, our pastor's wife, Sister Kerker, had said that uh, it was about prayer tonight. And uh, I was listening to all the testimonies. And if I could give my testimony, too, about PTT. I was not there, but I was able to listen. And believe it or not, I was able to see it on my iPad. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But it was so wonderful. I wept and I prayed and I repented through that um, PTT. And I said, Lord, you are so good. This preaching was outstanding. And all of you were saying that word. What were you saying? Impacting. I think you were saying that word. And I said, well, I don't know about impact, but I'm telling you what, I sure was repenting. And I was doing my share, and probably everybody shared that night and every day that I was able, and I heard all of them, except I didn't get to hear my son because it shut off. And I think the devil was mad, whatever he was preaching. And, you know, I believe in those things, young people. And if you're not afraid to say amen, I would have, I, it, you help me to feel like I'm making some head way. So uh, I am grateful that they asked me to, to speak tonight. And uh, on prayer, and uh, while I was thinking, I said, Lord, should I pray or should we just continue? I'm asking you in general. Should we pray that the Lord honor or just, I believe that the Lord is going to help us in Jesus' name. And I'll try not to be very long because I know that you have something special on the porch coming after. But I love you, Jesus. I thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your many blessings. I'm asking you to give me the words to speak. Help me, God, to reach every one of these young people. I love every one of them, and God, above all, you love every one of them. You want every one of them to make it in the rapture just like I want them to make it in the rapture. And I want to make my way into the rapture also. In the lovely name of Jesus, talk to every one of our hearts tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And the Lord just brought, just put this in my heart right at the first, and, and, and maybe everything that I have to say tonight will not even be uh, what that is about, but I believe it is. But the Lord just happened to lay this sentence on my heart when uh, I was asked, and it said, he laid on my heart the necessity of prayer in our lives, young people, and I want to emphasize that tonight. And that I have a ring, and I don't believe in rings. I haven't believed in rings and, since I've been converted. Hallelujah. And, uh, but the Lord laid that, just that little sentence on my heart. And I wanted to say something to you young people. That do you know, at one time, I was your age. I was your age at one time. That's been many years ago. But I happened to be 10, 11, 12, and on up. But I remember when I received the Holy Ghost the first time, and I was thinking about all of you all are so 
blessed in your homes. And a lot of you may think, well, I don't have this and I don't have that. But I remembered when I received the Holy Ghost and uh, my daddy didn't have a car and there were six of us at home. Mother had 16 children, but there were six of, it, of us at home when I received the Holy Ghost. And I remembered walking home and I remembered when we got in and I was still speaking in tongues. And I do remember when we walked in, we didn't have any lights. So daddy turned on uh, or he uh, lit a lantern because we were not able to pay the light bill. And so uh, when I got home, I was uh, in, a, in a house with no lights, but it didn't even bother me. I didn't even think anything about it. I didn't get any, I didn't make any complaints. I was just so sad, happy to receive the Holy Ghost. And, but it just then, and I remember that, and, and I think a lot of this is a lot of memory lane, if you will allow me to speak on memory lane tonight. But uh, I remember growing up, I remember a sign that my pastor, and I may have said this before when I spoke, and if I did, just bear with me. But when I was seven years old, our pastor, Brother Romine, and we just called him Brother Romine, Romine with the highest respect, but he had been putting out signs as long as I remember, and I was even a little uh, younger than that. He had signs made that he put out everywhere. He put it all over the church, all over the basement, and it was, Jesus is coming soon. And I was five and six years old at that time. I learned to read when I was five years old, and I remembered reading that sign, and it has never left me that 81 or 80, 75 years ago, 76 years ago, I remembered seeing that sign, Jesus is coming soon. And young people, I want you to know that he is closer now than he was 75 years ago. And he is just as close that he could come tonight. So it, it behooves you and I to make sure that my calling and election is sure, that my heart is right, that I'm searching my heart daily, and I am. I search my heart in the morning. I repent in the morning. Sometimes I cannot sleep at night, all night long, and I am up repenting and searching my heart. And young people, I want to encourage you, this is about prayer, that if you cannot sleep at night and the enemy is uh, troubling you and tempting you and trying you, that if you will continue to have a prayer life and build yourself a prayer life, that God will bring you through and it will not hurt you and it shouldn't embarrass you that if everybody's asleep in the house, that you can't sleep, you need to get up. And you're young enough that you can kneel at your bedside. Oh, I miss kneeling. You don't know, children, how I prayed. I miss it so much. I miss 
kneeling and I am not able to kneel. And I don't want you to cry for me. I don't want you to feel sorry for me. But I said, God, I still can talk to you in my chair. And I can walk around my house on my, with my walker and I can pray. And so you young people, though, if you can kneel, you need to make that a priority when you pray. Because it brings you to a place of humble, uh, an humble place before the Lord. And we all need to humble ourselves before the Lord in prayer. Always remember that. I, I wrote down this just a little thing that went through my mind. Prayer, uh, a walk of faith goes with prayer. If we pray and, and ask the Lord to end, encourage us and build our faith in him, he will do that. And it's a walk by faith and not by sight. That's scriptural. Uh, walking by faith and not by sight is, is a walk with the Lord. And we pray in faith. And uh, I just, I, these things had just come to me. Uh, uh, we need to pray every day. Every day, young people. You should not miss one day of prayer. And I, and, I, and I tell you I pray, and that doesn't mean how good I am. I'm just telling you I know I better pray. Because I may be 81 years old, but the devil still is working on me just like he works on you. Don't ever forget that. You think you're the only one that Satan talks to and, and tempts you? Well, I'm 81, but you know he does that to me too. Because he don't want to go to hell by himself. He wants you to go with him, and he wants me to go with him because he don't want to be in hell by himself. So that's the reason why I'm telling you, you build yourself a walk of faith with the Lord and pray and pray every day. And you know, praying isn't kneeling down, but it's what it humbles ourselves. But when we're praying, when we go to school, when we go to the job or anything, if we'll talk to the Lord and say, God, I need you today. And help me that if I can't, you know, uh, witness to somebody, if nothing else, just lead me to somebody that maybe they can see you in me. And that's why I'm, as, I'm telling you young people to pray every day. I, I cannot stress that, that it is so vital because the Lord is soon to come. Do not ever forget that. Jesus is coming. He could come tonight. And I am repent. And how many of you, don't raise your hands, how many of you repent every night before you go to bed? I repent every night before I go to bed. I repent when I get up in the morning. I said, God, if there's anything in my heart, any animosity in my heart, God, forgive me because I've got to be saved. And you young people have got to be saved. You don't want to ever miss the rapture. If you ever miss the rapture, oh my God, it's so horrible. I can't even, I can't even say how horrible it is, is going to be. Do you know even today sometimes if I cannot get a hold of somebody on the phone that, you know, fear strikes my heart, I say, God, did the rapture take place? 
I do. I fear. I do not want anything to keep me from the rapture. And thank the Lord. The Lord will he'll encourage me. He'll encourage me. And he'll let somebody call me from the church. I said, oh, thank God. Hallelujah. You're still here. Hallelujah. <laughs> and you're still, you're still on the throne. Praise God. But I'm telling you, young people, I don't want to be lost. And I'm trying to emphasize to you, you can't afford to be lost. You've got to be, you've got to make the rapture. I mean, you have got to make the rapture. And I know if the enemy comes at you and sometimes your, your friends, and not so much your friends, maybe some of your relatives, they'll say, are you still going to that church? Or do you have to go to that church? Do you have to do this? Or Why do you do that? Well, I'm going to tell you what. If you're in love with Jesus, you don't care what you have to do or you don't care what you're asked to do. You just want to be as close to him as you can be because I'm going to tell you when he steps out on that cloud and he calls us home. Thank God it'll all be down here. We don't have to worry about any kind of temptation anymore. We don't have to worry about anything that the enemy or somebody was supposed to have done something or said something that offended me. Oh, you don't forget about all those things. Those things are just so, so, uh, I mean, they're just so un, uh, unimportant. It really is. It's just unimportant. Just keep your heart and your life right. Keep your attitude right. Keep your attitude right. Pray every day. I had that right here, too. Pray every day. Another one, draw nigh unto him when you pray. Draw nigh unto him. I was watching you tonight, and we were singing these old songs, and I said, I know. But do you know, we used to sing these songs just when Brother Elder was alive. Every one that he sang, I believe, were the ones that we used to sing when Brother Elder was alive. And when we first, when I think Pastor Carriker took the church, we used to sing those songs. Uh, and I said, oh, hallelujah. And I could remember the, I could remember the, the uh, tune to it, but I couldn't remember some of the words. So I was glad they were putting that on the board up there so I can remember and sing them with them. Praise the Lord. And another thing, too, if you will draw nigh to Jesus, he will draw nigh unto you. And that's part of prayer. Do you know when you're drawing nigh to Jesus... He will draw nigh unto you. And I am so glad because Jesus will draw nigh unto us because I need him. I need him every day. Do you know when I was your age and when I was uh, seven or eight, I never even thought about a time when I couldn't walk. It never entered my mind. And I never ever thought about a, a thing that I would ever be uh, using a walker. And then I look and I see today and I said, all of you wonderful cadets that are helping me to the car and helping the others to walk that are not able to be able to walk good. And I said, Lord, you bless every one of these young people. They do not know how we appreciate it. We never take any advantage of any one of you that help us. Because we said, if you did not help us, sometimes we couldn't even come to church if there was nobody here to help us to get in. And so maybe I'm off of the subject of prayer, but I'm going to go on. I wanted to bring out one of the first ones that I was thinking about, some of the children in the Bible. And I, I hope I've got a few minutes. 
But the first one I thought about was Samuel. Samuel, uh, when his uh, mother, before he was born, his mother was not able to have children. And because uh, she wasn't able to have children, that was something in, uh, with the Hebrews and the J Jewish people. It was, uh, it was um, uh, what, is, what is the word I want to use? Uh, they were made fun of, and they were not uh, worthy. And so she was always praying for a child, and, and God heard her prayer, and she was able to have Samuel. And so when Samuel was born, she had made a commitment and a promise, and she gave Samuel to the Lord, gave Samuel back to the Lord. Whenever all of your children, their babies are dedicated, that's what's happening. We give them back to the Lord for the work of the Lord, service of the Lord. And so when Samuel was born, she made that promise. And so when he was uh, at at age four or five, I don't know when it was, but she was able to take him to the temple and she gave him back to the temple for the rest of his life. Yes. She gave him back to the Lord for the rest of his life. And so uh, when she did that, I read today where he was, he was just a child and the first time the Lord came to him now listen to this, young people. The first time he was just a little boy, to my knowledge, maybe four or five. I don't know. I, I can't remember what his age was exactly. But Eli was the priest of the temple. And so Samuel, it was at the time that they were, had gone to sleep. And in the night, Samuel heard a voice. And he thought it was his pastor or his priest. And so as soon as he heard that voice, he, he got out of his, off of his cot and he ran to Eli. And he said, uh, you call me. And I don't know what he called him at that time. And Eli said, no, I didn't call you, Samuel. Go back to bed. And so Samuel went back to bed. But then the next time, it happened again. And Samuel jumped up, and he ran back to his priest, and he said, uh, you call me. And he said, no, Samuel, I did not call you. Go back to bed. And so Samuel went back to bed and went to sleep. And I don't know if this all was on the same night, but I believe it was. And then the third time the voice called him, he ran to Eli and he said, I know you called me. And at that time, Eli, he was, a, he was 90 years old, I believe. He was in his 90s, 90 or 91. And he finally considered and said, uh, he, in his own mind, he said, that is the Lord talking to this child. And he said, Samuel, when you go back to your bed and when you lay down, when the voice calls again, Say, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. And so Samuel, he went back and laid down. And I don't know if he went to sleep or what, but the voice spoke again. And do you know that at a child's age, I don't know if he was four or five, but he was a child. Do you know at that time, 
our God spoke to him all the wickedness that was going on in that city. He spoke that to a child, young people. So I am telling you this to tell you that the closer you get to God and the, the more you have got your mind made up that you're going to live for him, you're going to walk with him, you don't ever know when the Lord might impress you or speak to your heart to do something in his kingdom. So that's the reason why I told you about Samuel. And, and he did. And God told him. And I, even when I read that, I said, Lord, I wonder what Samuel thought when, when Almighty God was talking to him and telling him the wickedness that was going on and what he was going to do. I said, my, that young man or that child must have loved God Regardless of anything, he loved the work of God. And so he was able to hear what our God spoke to him and said and what was going to happen. And he didn't play with what all that he said. And he didn't go tell his friends and say, do you know what God talked to me about? No, he didn't. He was consecrated and dedicated to the work of God. And so God began and used him clear up to uh, his elder years. And then you think about there's Daniel. It was just a young boy when God began to work on his heart and speak to him. And he was used in, in, a, in, another, in another country. I think it was in the uh, country of um, Babylon. And he was called to be a... You know, um, he worked for the king there. And, but his, his, uh, he was greatly used of God. And as he got older, and then when he got older and he was praying to God three times a day, and he made the people that were under him or in that uh, uh, kingdom too, they were so mad that they went to the king and they presented to the king that they wanted uh, whoever that got up and prayed to their God from where they came from, three, you know, three times a day that, God, that uh, they were to be thrown in the lion's den. And the king didn't know he was talking, they were talking about Daniel because Daniel was one of his favorites. And when, so when they caught Daniel praying three times a day, throwing his window open, and they told him that they were going to put him in the lion's den, and it made the king Oh, he was just beside himself. But he had signed that, he had signed that proc, um, proclamation, I believe, whatever you want to call it. And so God used him. And I'm just telling you, young people, now I know my time's almost up. And I want to say this. Then we go, uh, and then the three Hebrew children, they were just young, about your age. And they would not bow to the, the big beast. Did you all, have you all heard about that, that huge beast? that they were, And that was a god, and they were to bow to that. And the three Hebrew children would not bow to that. And so it made the king so mad that he had the fire. He had him light a big furnace, and he had the fire, uh, I don't know how many times hotter, 
and he threw every one or the, or the soldier or whoever was in charge, when he threw all of those in the fiery furnace, it killed him because it was so, the fire was so bad. And yet, when the king went to look into that window of that furnace, and he said, didn't we throw three? Didn't we throw three children, young people into there? He said, lo, I see four walking in there. And he looks like the son of, I can't remember, son of God, son of man. And so when he, they had it opened, there was not even one thing burned on those three Hebrew children. Not one thing, because they stood for what they believed. And they were not afraid to be thrown into the fiery furnace. Now, you know, young people, and you and I, we've never had to be there, have we? But I don't know. We're in a time in our life right now, and you need to know that time is wrapping up. There is things going on in, in, this, in our country that I myself have never thought that I would ever see or ever have to deal with. And, it, and that put fear in my heart. And so I'm telling you, young people, make sure you're ready and make sure that you're doing all that you can to win somebody else to the Lord. Make sure that you're praying every day. Don't miss one day to pray. I'm not around. I can't see you. Pastor and Sister Carriker are not around. They don't see you. But there's one that watches you, and that is God Almighty. And make sure that you children pray. And I call you children, and you may not be children anymore, but you are children to me. And, and you're are, and I'm a child of God, too. And so we're all children. And our ages may be different, but we're all children of God. But make sure that every day you get up in the morning, and if nothing else, at your breakfast table, and you're praying for your food, say, God, if there's anything that I come up against, give me strength to, to stand up against it. If it's wrong, God, help me to keep my heart right. Help me to keep my attitude right. Help me to keep my spirit right. Because we may not be sinning in other ways, but we could be sinning with our mouth. You know, uh, just getting, you know, real angry with somebody. Maybe getting angry with mom and dad. And tell them, and all, tell them, tell them all for something like that. And I'm telling you, young people, pray, pray, pray. And I want to say this, too. There's an, a scripture, and I had a, a strong concordance, and it was out in the basement, and I wasn't able to read it. But the Lord brought this scripture to my mind, too, uh, early this morning. And it said, Seek you the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. So I am going to repeat that scripture to you right now. And then I wanted to just say this before I sit down. There was a couple of old, uh, there was an old song that came up to me again this evening. And it was an old song by uh, uh, Mahalia Jackson. And uh, I wish that I could have been able to get to the, the piano, but I'm not able to. And so it takes too much time. But it says, I found the answer.
I learned to pray. With faith to guide me, I've found my way. The sun is shining for me this day. I found the answer. I learned to pray. And that, uh, and if I could have a voice, I could sing it, but my voice is really weak. And then there's another course, and I'm going to say this, and I believe Brother Nathan, you, Brother Ethan, I'm sorry, you could play this, but I don't know if you remember it. It's one of, but it's one of the newer ones. It's, when I pray, all heaven surrounds me. When I pray, all fears disappear. There is no greater feeling in all the world than to know Jesus hears me when I pray. And I want you to remember that. Can you all maybe, if you know it, let's sing it all together. And if Sister Solace would help me to sing it when she comes in the door right now. And if she would help me to sing, when I pray, all heaven surrounds me. I think probably, Brother Ethan, it would maybe be an F. Try F. Try E flat. Try E flat. When I to know 